0: Welcome to episode 141 of In Touch With iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg. Uh, My co-host, Warren Sklar, is off this week. And my guest this week and returning guest is Mr. Davis Knight. How are you doing, Davis?
1: I am great. I am great. How are you?
0: doing great i'm glad to have you back on the show it's been a been a while but uh we had to get you back and talk about uh technology and all that stuff that you and i always talk about and um and you definitely and, and you have your podcast uh, Di- diabeticsavvy.com is your website and podcast and uh we're definitely going to have a bit of a topic on on the, um, the Apple Watch and uh, something related to that in, in a little bit here. Uh, and uh, but there's lots of news uh, beta this week. There was another another uh, another uh, release. We'll talk about that a bit and. Uh, I did get the uh, the braided the solo loop. I can see it on camera there, and I'm going to talk about that and my experience uh, getting that because I had been waiting for a while. And uh, see, there were matchers, so we'll have even more to talk about with that. So um, so and, lots of things to talk about this week. So let's just go ahead and uh, let's uh, dig in here. And uh, Mac Rumors always are a good source of news this week, uh, and that never changes. And uh, the first story here is uh, Apple Maps uh, displays COVID-19 vaccine locations in the United States. Uh, this was uh, posted a couple days ago here. Apple uh, has updated its maps app to display nearby COVID-19 vaccine providers across the United States to make it easier for people to find the appropriate location to receive the vaccine when it's eligible. And it's starting to become more and more eligible. So I think uh, you're going to start seeing a lot more activity uh, here. Both of us, of course, being in the Chicago area that they've already announced that it, so it's going to open it up to pretty much uh, everybody pretty soon here. Um, so, uh, It'll also include operating hours, address, the phone number, a link to the provider. So I think this is a great thing. Also integrated into Siri. Um, and uh, so lots of good stuff in here. Uh, but, uh, of course, related to related to covid, uh, you know, I trying not to talk too much about that. But I think this is a good thing that Apple did. Uh, what, what, what did you think on this, Davis?
1: Well, it it completely coincides with their mission. I mean, they're doing so much in the health space, I think, that they have to do it. But I think it's also really important to Apple. Interestingly enough, though, this is only one of a few updates that they've recently released on Apple Maps. Apple Maps as a a software and as a GPS Mm -hmm. system has gotten a lot more robust in recent weeks. Uh, In fact, they just posted about uh, updated audio prompts that uh, have now been gone live in Apple maps, where it's it's much more human. They're, they're giving you directions that people would, would say to each other, like after the next like yeah. turn, right. I mean, just really great stuff.
0: Yeah. We, we talked about that, the, the, the ways like uh, uh, additions it's going to be in uh, uh, iOS 14, 14.5 very shortly with, with the maps is really going to be uh, is, is going to be great stuff. So, so just, just be a, be aware of that and um next story this is an apple insider actually uh brand loyalty increasing for iphone and dipping for android survey suggests and always (laughs) like to see those things and sometimes they're a bit of uh propaganda maybe i should say but i thought this was a good uh, story to talk about here Uh, a new survey suggests that the apple iphone brand loyalty increased as android users become less loyal to their device makers and more willing to switch to another brand survey was carried out by a um a company called Cell 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 S E L L C E L L earlier in uh, in March of the, of uh, twenty twenty one involved more than five thousand smart users who own various models of the most popular handsets. The results suggest that the iPhone users are more loyal and less 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 willing to switch to another brand uh, than their Android using counterparts, um, brand loyalty for Apple reached an all time high of 92% up from 90.5% in the survey uh, back in 2019. So, uh, uh, it says well only eight point one of percent of the iPhone users plan to switch to another brand. About twenty-six percent of Samsung users in, indicate they would jump shipped in their next smart grade smartphone upgrade. So uh I am not all surprised about this. I mean, obviously with us, you and I both and our audience are pretty much loyal iPhone users. Um, I am not surprised that this is happening, but and it's a good thing too. I mean, and, and, and really Android is so all over the place. There's so many different models, and there's so many phones out there with old OSs that you can't update. And uh, I can go on and on, but yeah, what would you think?
1: Oh, uh, same thing. I mean, I think I thought the two most interesting reasons uh, about the survey were they were too tied to the system, they're too involved, too you know entrenched in the ecosystem, which makes sense because everything just works with each other with apple and then there's no reason to leave if it all works there's no yeah. reason to leave i mean it just it may it's, it's a common sense survey that makes that makes total sense and to your yeah. point apple products are they're they're supported longer they're i mean apple treats you better yeah. as a customer that's just i mean it makes it makes
0: total sense to me absolutely um next story um siri can now tell you what Oprah is reading. um Apple is uh, has has a partnership <laughs> with Oprah and her Oprah's Book Club. To f- a follow along reading experience available in the Apple Books app and on the Apple TV Plus app. Um, so now now this week, this, this as this was posted, you can. Uh, there is a new Oprah Siri integration that allows you to say, "Hey, S Lady, what book is Oprah currently reading for her book club?" And I uh, and I tried it, and uh, yes, it uh, she just she reads a synopsis for for the book for that week, and just more and more more publicity for Oprah and her dedication to Apple because she's she's all in with Apple TV Plus as well as uh, this book club. So, um, so I I uh, I. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I like this. I think you're going to start seeing more and more trends of this. Uh, what'd you think?
1: Oh, oh, same thing. I mean, and, and of course, both of us being from the Chicagoland area, you got to support Oprah no matter what. Um, yeah. Even though but, she's uh, you know, and I, <laughs> it's Absolutely right. But um, I, I've actually ridden in the elevator with Oprah. That's a whole other story. But um, mm-hmm. what's interesting is if you think about it, the Apple brand, Tim Cook, and Oprah's brand very much align in terms of their values. They're very much on the same page. So this this type yeah. of closer integration and partnership doesn't surprise me, um, and I think it's great. Oprah's incredibly well liked, incredibly powerful, and if she can help herself and the platform, I'm all for it. And people trust her, so good for her. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I mean that that's the big key right there is the trust that uh, that, that everybody has in her. So and uh, uh, so let's uh, move on and uh, let's talk about uh, rumor. Uh, speculation here that the, and this is on Mac rumors, uh, iPad pro with thunderbolt and mini LEDs, LED display coming as early as April, as we record this. Apple will introduce new iPads as early as April, according to a new report shared today by Bloomberg, which I can, can uh, trust that a little more. Uh, the April date c- comes from incorrect rumors, and that's that was a whole nother de- debacle of, of, uh, of John Prosser is <laughs> already having his eyebrows shaved because he, he he gave a wrong date and all kinds of stuff on the Twitter. So that uh, they had originally going to have the event on March 23rd, uh, which is uh, too far off from recording this, but that's not happening. So. They're saying that the Apple that Apple will refresh the iPad Pro lineup, um, including new models that will look similar to the current iPad Pros, which uh, let's talk about that in a second. Uh, and the same 11 and 12 point in, 12.9 inch screen sizes. So they're dedicated to those sizes. Two iPads are expected to feature an updated A14 X processor, which is quote unquote on par for the M1 chip that's in the MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, and Mac Mini, along with uh, better cameras. Okay. So we, but the LED display, which will be included, is going to be at least – the will be, will be included with at least the larger 12.9-inch iPad Pro with the display upgrade bringing improved brightness and contrast ratios. Um, so and the other thing that interests me is going to have with the, uh, with the updated uh, Thunderbolt connector that would uh, make them compatible with additional external monitors so you can be able to be really a true wired uh, connection through a through a Thunderbolt connection. And of course, the USB-C is standard with that uh, as well. So, um, so I'm I'm pretty excited to see where, where this goes. The the chip itself, you know, they uh, Apple of course did do a developers uh, a kit that they sent out to developers that Mac Mini before the M1 came out uh, that had the A14 processor in it. So, when I see this story, I said, okay, well that's nothing new because the processors are basically the same and the, and people, the developers were saying the performance was, was gosh darn good. Of course, all the developers have had to ship that, that, that machine back since, since. So, um, but, uh, yeah, what do you think? What do you think? I, I, you have an iPad, right? You, you use an iPad.
1: I, oh yeah. I use an. I mean, I'm, I use an iPad, you know, it, it's, it's my go-to device. I mean, I use my iPad mm-hmm. first, then probably my phone and then followed by my desktop. So, it, um, and, and what's interesting is this year I'm actually due for my own sort of personal upgrade timeline. Uh, the thing about the the this article is the the display is what really kind of interests me. I, I'm really, I mean, I use a lot of I do a lot of camera work and video work, so from my perspective, the uh, you know both the Thunderbolt and the display are really important. But I'm really interested in that display because um, you know I I'm on a 2018 and it still works great. I mean, it, I don't I had no need to upgrade the last two years. So uh, yeah. I'm going to be really interested to see if this happens. It'll be it'll be it'll be a good upgrade if it, if it's true.
0: Yeah. Definitely. So look, look forward to seeing what, uh, what the future holds with new releases for Apple and pro- hopefully in April. So um, next story, this is on in nine to five Mac. Uh, T-Mobile is teaming up with Sirius XM to give customers a better version of Pandora for free. Uh, T-Mobile is out with its latest perk for customers. I'm a T-Mobile customer, as everybody knows who listens to the show. It's going to be a special Pandora app experience with an ad with ad free stations and and more in partnership with SiriusXM. Of course, SiriusXM owns uh, Pandora um, and says the Uncarry, and it says its 100 million-plus um, customers are going to get a free enhanced Pandora streaming uh, experience, uh, the company announced, uh, and it's, it's going to be a new year-long perk. And they did this before, actually, as being me uh, being a... Uh, a, a customer because they have t-mobile tuesdays and they give away the, f- the free stuff each week so you get you know instead of you're getting your free popeye's chicken sandwich and free whopper from burger king and and you're 10 cents off of your uh off your shell gas uh with fuel rewards uh you get other things like this, uh, which is going to be great. So, so really what's going to end up including is ad free Pandora music stations each weekend, special top tracks and music, uh, powered by Sirius XM. I'm a SiriusXM XM subscriber as well. So, um, I, I think they've got some good stuff in some of their channels, which is great. So I, I think that if anything this is going to help, help is Sirius XM get some, even more uh, listenership i mean with howard stern and a lot of the content that SiriusXM xm has they got a ton of, ton of subscribers so um so it'll be uh, actually from as we record this i believe next week uh from the t-mobile tuesdays app because on uh which i believe that's the 23rd I, 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 I check my dates um and then um the week after that's going to happen is as they do every year is mlb at bat uh, the mlb tv app will also be a free uh season-long subscription so there's 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 some of the two perks have already paid that pay themselves off they've been renewing the mlb one for the last few years i've been it's been great i don't have to pay for that and i'm a baseball fan like you are so so uh, what do you think of this i mean think pandora i think pandora's got some good stuff
1: um if i'm being totally transparent i haven't listened to pandora in a long time uh i am a lifetime serious subscriber so Ah. uh you know, and, and to be and to be honest, I haven't listened to that in a while. I mostly go to Apple music. So I think I think the market has changed a little bit since i, I was part sure. of both of those platforms. But I will tell you that I think it's a great thing. I mean, there's a Pandora is still incredibly popular. Uh, mm-hmm. Sirius XM is still incredibly popular. I mean, you still can't go drive across the United States without something like Sirius if you want uninterrupted commercial free music. So I think, I think it's great. I'm so glad to see that they're both, both around yeah. and, and working together and T-Mobile. I'm telling you, I'm at that point where I may have to start thinking about going to a different carrier. Uh, it's getting,
0: I'm, I'm been a very happy T-Mobile customer for the most part. Um, they've given me uh, free lines, So I've got, uh, I've got, uh, what I have all my wife's family on my, on my plan. And then plus they, they were offering, um, uh, perks where you can get free lines so i've got a couple of free lines on my account that i don't pay a dime for and i can use them for other phones whenever i need them so that's
1: they've, awesome they've been yeah. really
0: pretty great and then of course i'm grandfathered into the t-mobile one plan because uh, i started trying to price what their new magenta plan is and it's it's actually more so i'm not switching so as long as they will let me keep it I'm, I'm staying with it so but yeah t-mobile is yeah, pretty good I, so and they are I, giving some I good perks i'm thinking I have been it was, been very bitter at AT and T. I left them a long, a while ago. But uh, it's been two been almost two years now since I left them. So, uh, so yeah, we're I've been happy that I left those 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 uh, left them. So, then uh, last story here is uh, the Flipboard. Flipboard is a pretty awesome app. It uh, has. Um, that, that's a curation for, for uh, magazines and such. Uh, I have a friend, Chuck Joyner, does uh, Mac Voices uh, magazine on Flipboard, and he he puts all kinds of stuff in there. And then there's all kinds of great things uh, similar to what Apple News does, but uh, it's more curated to, to your taste the way you want to do it. Um, they uh, decided to add uh, uh, dynamic iOS uh, 14 home screen widgets with curated headlines, which is kind of cool. So now you can see all your, all your headlines in, in a widget here. Uh, and this was just added, uh, and gives you uh, uh, curation to show headlines from four different Flipboard fields feeds. Excuse me. Um, Flipboard uh, launched this uh, iOS app uh, with the uh, with this latest update, which is out now. And notably, local news support has been added uh, uh, within for another thousand cities in this release too. So yeah, Flipboard's really amazingly enough, it's all free. You don't you don't have to pay a dime for this. So uh, and. I, and like you, I like to I like to follow feeds. I'm more I'm, I, I keep my feeds focused to uh, uh, to technology because you know, I try to avoid the politics and all the crazy news of the day unless I have I know where to go when I want to want to see what's going on. So what do you think? Oh,
1: same thing. I've been a Flipboard user for years and I'm I'm really, yeah. really excited about this. I mean, anything they can do to to get their headline to get to the headlines easier. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm a huge fan of widgets. Yeah. Um, I still haven't found a home screen customization that I'm really happy with, but uh, the widgets themselves are awesome. So, again, huge fan, uh, very excited. I'm really, really glad Flipboard is continuing to update the platform and the software. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. Uh, I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm really happy. So uh, let's, go, let's go ahead and move on to our topics of this week. Uh, we always talk about beta. We miss you, Warren. We always like to hear your insights because you live on the edge, as we I always say every week with Warren, because he has all his uh, he has all his. Uh, Devices on beta, and I, I just can't do it. Uh, this Good this for him. <laughs> this camera, if anybody's watching the live feed here, is actually an iPhone that I'm using with Camo, uh, which is a great uh, that I've talked about that before. And that that this iPhone, which is a 10R, is running the beta. Um, so it's a 14.5 beta four just came out, uh, and it's out in the public as well as in with the develop in developers' hands, uh, and. This is going to be a big update. We keep talking about the, the, the fact of the, the biggest thing everybody wants. And people are, are actually uh, people I, I don't I wouldn't expect switch to, to beta do it because they really want the, the mask and being able to unlock your iPhone uh, with your Apple Watch. So uh, that that's the big thing, which, which is we I keep talking. Why is this still continuing, continuing to be uh, a problem? Why they haven't released it yet. But I, I really think it boils down to the the privacy issues a lot yeah. uh, they're try, trying to hold off as uh, long as they can um and uh link in the show notes of what all the stuff we've already been talking about that's been added um you don't dabble in at all right you, you you avoid it i'm assuming right? i
1: i did for a couple of years and i i got burned on it so i i pretty much stay out of it now i let someone else take that hit i mean so warren thanks for taking one for the team i do appreciate yeah. it but <laughs> but i'll tell you i'm really excited about this update for the for the mask reason and, and to be totally right. honest, I'm kind of surprised this this unlock method hasn't been brought out before because whether you're in a, on a mask or not, it would seem to me if you have a watch that is already unlocked and tied to your phone and you want to just swipe up on your phone, right? Maybe it's maybe it's a proximity thing because someone next to you could ter- oh, swipe up your phone. But I, I love that feature. I think that's the I think like you, it's the one thing that I'm waiting for that's uh, going to make a huge difference in my usage.
0: Now, a couple new things that were, um, were announced um, that, were, that were, there have been some rumor we have article in the show notes from Apple Insider here. Uh, Apple may soon deliver standalone iOS security updates that they may actually separate the actual full-out OS updates and the security updates in two separate buckets. Um, it's, and they the change, this is from what 95 Mac is saying is, uh, they're planning a major policy shift that would allow users to download security patches separate from the operating system updates. So maybe someone's not ready to go with the OS uh, update just yet, but install the security updates because that was the whole reason why you would do the update. Like 14.4.1 just came out because it had a big, huge bug with the uh, WebKit. Um, so, uh, this was just discovered on Monday uh, through beta. Uh, and the, the new affordance could allow users running older operating systems to keep the device security up to date without updating to the latest iOS version, because some people may have an older iPhone, iPhone that's running, uh, let's say, iOS 13, and potentially. So they are. So, so they are. It, may, it doesn't look like it's actually being ruled to just iOS 14.5. Uh, so this is going to be interesting to see if Apple does pull this off. And and I, I think that uh, you know, starting with 14.5 and then going back to the old versions, they'll be able to do this. You know. What do you think?
1: I, I wonder if it's going to increase the lifespan of individual devices. I mean, when you think about how long Apple supports their devices now, right. if someone could get continuous security updates and the the version they're on is not bothering then will they hold on those devices longer? I'll be curious to see if that happens.
0: Yeah. Another feature that uh, they're they're doing all kinds of enhancement. Like I'm saying, it's just so. This is not normal to see uh, a beta version sit out here, and we just start discovering more and more things. Nine to Five Mac here as well uh, discovered that Apple Music is adding a new city charts daily playlist with fourteen point five, and that was discovered in beta four. It it continues to add new features to Apple Music. after bringing a new way to share song lyrics from Apple Music onto Instagram and iMessage, Apple is now adding new city charts daily playlists to music to the music streaming service with fourteen point five. You'll be able to have access to uh, playlists from over a hundred cities around the world, uh, the most played songs in each city. So, you know, and that that that's how music really is. I mean, Billboard obviously being the the the, the behemoth as far as how of, of the of the charts of of music in the music industry now you can actually see this in Apple music. So that, that things are just continually changing with music.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'm glad to see Apple continues to invest in it. I mean, they've really got, I mean, they're, they've really got, you know, their you know, music is really part of their fund, their fundamental core value. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've been in music for years. Right. So, uh, I'm glad to see they're still investing in it.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Another thing that they're adding, and there's more enhancements to Apple Maps. We talked about the, the Waze-like mm-hmm. experience and being able to report accidents. Now, again, Aaron, this was a 9.5 Mac. All, all these links, of course, are in the show notes. Apple Apple Maps could soon be able to tell you how busy a business is based on anonymous location data. So what that is is they've, they've got a, uh, uh, they're also appearing that maybe Apple is working on a new feature to show users how busy a particular point of interest is before their visit. Uh, this was just, this was actually spotted by a user on Reddit. Uh, Apple has updated its privacy menu in the location services part of the settings app to describe a new feature that would use location data to aggregate d- details about how busy a point of interest is. So if you're going to, let's say, Mount Rushmore, and it's, that'll tell you as you're close by how, how crazy busy is it is because especially in the summertime, it can get pretty crazy up there. Um, so this is good stuff. I'm, i I, I, and people, you know, I always hear people complaining about how, um, Uh, maps is not that great and Google maps is so much better, but you know, I am starting to see more and more improvements with Apple maps as things go on here.
1: Yeah. I, I don't see a lot of difference. I mean, there's, there's a few tiny things that I still use Google maps for like multiple point destination routes and so forth, but beyond, or even being able to download maps offline, if I'm in an area where my cellular data is going to be going to be challenging or weak, right? Those are the only times that I go to Google maps. Other than that, I'm in Apple Maps nonstop, and and for the yeah. for reasons just like this, it's just becoming much more user friendly, offering a lot more features and being much more intuitive. I mean, just I mean, again, I'm I'm all in because it's easy, right? There's no reason for you yeah. to change. So,
0: so uh, uh, so that's beta this week, and uh, we had some good good information to tell you about. So let's hope it gets released soon. I'm I'm anticipating. I think they're going to hold off until the announcement to when it'll finally get rolled out. I bet um, because. Uh, They're just holding things here uh, uh, steady, but the four beta so far. See where it goes. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Next topic. Uh, I um, I finally got to go to the Apple Store. I was so excited. Our local Apple stores here are open, up back up, and I think nationwide they're starting to open back up. Um, so I, I decided, you know, I really, I've been really wanting the uh, the braided solo loop and uh, for my Apple Watch Series six, and and you have the exact same one I do. I got the the 44 millimeter ad, uh, Atlantic blue braided solo loop, and you know, if anybody doesn't know what this type of band is, it's a it's a band that's a complete solo loop. It doesn't have a a uh, Velcro a strip or anything like that it just it's it's sized exactly uh, to fit your wrist. Um so uh, like I said I was it was I was excited. At first I just put I placed the order because I wasn't expecting that I was going to be able to spend time in the store when I when I got there, so I ordered it and I got the largest size cuz yeah, yeah as everybody can see I'm a pretty big guy here. Um so I got the size 12 and then I went into the car and I started trying it on. So I was like god this thing is really huge. I I have to go back. This is crazy. I spent, you know, this band is a $100, so it's not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, right. Luckily, I had I had some store credits and I had a, a gift credit uh, that I it, I got a, I didn't have to pay anything for it, as I had already had a credit. So, um, but uh, so I said, you know, what? I'm gonna go back. And so then I went back into the store and they let me wreck it back in. I said, yeah, I want to exchanges. This is the wrong size. And and I was just thinking, I was just will say, let me go down to eleven. so I wasn't even gonna monkey it. They said, oh, do you want you want to speak to an associate I and mean, we can we can actually ha- have you try on the bands and 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 actually try them out. i was like, really? Oh, I I love it. Because um uh when I first went in the store waiting to get pick uh, waiting to pick up the band I'm just thinking about by being in the store here I'm sorry I got go about tangents here uh that um uh, I got to actually touch and fondle and feel the AirPods Max <laughs> yeah I, right. I was tempted to put on and put them on but I was like eh maybe not right mm-hmm. now I'm not real not, not quite but, yet right but 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 then there was a story uh, today I did that we didn't talk about that. Uh, the Apple stores are now opening up, so they are letting it people with their AirPods. Uh, they can start trying the AirPods again, uh, in the stores that you uh, so you can uh, demo them. So, um, so uh, so yeah, I went and spoke to the, the sales associate, and yeah, let's like, we could try these out. You want to try the different sizes? So I tried a nine, eh, a little tight. I tried a ten, might be okay, and I tried eleven, yeah, it's still a little big. So I went down to the ten, and uh, sure enough, yeah, the ten was a good size, so and that that's great. Cause that measurement tool they have, you know, they got that piece of paper that you can print out and you wrap it. But then they say you also can use a, a cloth, uh, a measure tape and measure the the size of your wrist. So I guess that, that, that's relatively accurate too, accurate too. So, um, but, uh, it was a good experience. And as always, I mean, anytime you go in the Apple store, it's always a very good experience in my opinion. Um, but, uh, that, that was, so how, that was great that I was able to test the sizes and really, I was like, oh, I feel much better now. And this thing is, is amazing. It's, it's really comfortable. I, I, I mean, I, I, barely feel it because the other, the, the other band I had, uh, you know, was the blue one. I don't know if I have it here. Yeah. I have it right here. Yeah. This, this was the blue one you know, that i see in our camera here that, right, that originally right, came with right. it. It's, and it's just basically the same color. Um, um, and you know, I've been using these bands for years. I've really loved these bands and they're not bad because, and you can, you can uh, pull the strap through and adjust it however you want, but this is so comfortable. I mean, it's, it's really, I said, I barely feel it and I pull it off of my wrist and I said, God, there's no mark. That's the only thing you worry about. Is there going to be a mark? But then of course the bands making the watch uh, have a good, nice fit against your wrist. So you're, you know, getting the full benefit of all the the health features of course of the apple watch so and and so you've had it longer than me what's your thoughts on this band
1: i am so surprised i like the solo loops as much as i do i mean i I like the the sport ones and i like this braided one is probably one of the most comfortable ones like you just said it's one of the most comfortable ones i've ever tried um i love it um i'm going to be interested to see how it washes like you know because i i kind of abuse my watch and my bands a little bit but (laughs) um because i mean i'm cooking all day but um yeah. I'll be interested to see see that little piece of just because it is woven. But I, it's just, you're right; they are incredibly comfortable. I will probably get a couple of other colors as soon as
0: I can. Um,
1: but yeah, even, I'm not even gonna the,
0: go that far. That's hundred bucks uh, each well, band, there. So, and you, plus you, I have a whole me, collection behind me. I have a whole collection you know, behind me I have about 20 <laughs> bands as it is anyway. So, you,
1: you you know me and my bands, though. You know, I mean, I have. I yeah, have bands that's true. For I day forgot
0: day. your wallet. You do yeah, have that I'm, wallet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I. Yeah, it's. I'm, I'm, you know. <laughs>
1: It, it, you know, we all have our vices, I guess, right? That's um, okay. But I, I love it. I, you know, I, I think the, I, I'm getting at that point though with my bands that where I'm starting to worry if they ever change the the clasp mechanism, like how you put the band on. Oh, boy, I am I am in for some trouble because I've got so much invested in this in this version and the style of, of of how they clip the bands on and the size of So. But uh, but I love it. I, I again pleasantly surprised. Really really comfortable. I would tell anybody to get it. And and there's there, ironically, you and I wear the same size, so you know we're we're okay. brothers in wrist sizes. So
0: we are. Love we are. It. Um, you 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 mentioned washing. H- how do you wash your your watch band? I I, I I'm not, I, I don't think I've ever really attempted other than maybe just blotting it and and you know maybe you know using a, a cloth. Well, what do you do on these cloth bands that you that you wash them?
1: A little bit of dish soap and I just wash them by hands underwater I use my thumbs to kind of scrub them a little bit mm-hmm. and then I just I set them out especially like the old nylon ones which I really do miss I wish they were still making those but mm-hmm. uh, all of those bands every one of them I've never had a problem washing them and I just let them sit out and dry overnight and they're totally fine
0: now, never you problem. just scrub
1: them with your fingers they don't so stain. yeah yeah a little bit of, a little bit of dish soap scrub underneath there sometimes I use like a, a toothbrush on them if I have to just to kind of scrub them down
0: and do you actually rinse them thing, afterwards? Yeah. Or do you rinse the soap out afterwards? Oh yeah, the water? yeah, I just oh, yeah. So?
1: I mean yeah, just like underneath
0: the faucet, totally fine. Yeah,
1: my yeah. wife now, yeah. my wife even soaks hers. She's she's crazy. She's <laughs> she soaks well, hers in soapy water overnight.
0: That's what I was asking. But, my wife has already been complaining about how how dirty her band is. So I think I need to suggest that that. So that you just said that, so I thought that the, the listeners would probably appreciate. Yeah. How do you wash yeah. a band? Because you know, I mean even even yeah. the 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 uh, the uh, well, not the plastic the the sports band the sport bands those get kind of grimy mm-hmm. with the, your mm-hmm. with your sweat and stuff on I mean, them and you got to you got to do some a uh, little bit of scrubbing on there i mean i mean i get sometimes build up on the watch itself you got to clean out the crud that gets in there so um but oh the, yeah right along
1: the edges of the sensor totally yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. but so, yeah, oh yeah just a little bit of dish soap underwater, sit them out <laughs> let them let them dry overnight they're totally fine
0: all right All right, uh, next topic, and this was actually a big topic last week. Uh, Apple uh, decides to discontinue the full-size HomePod and focus on the HomePod Mini. Uh, I've got an article, this was on the show notes to to Mac uh, Groomers. Apple had officially decided uh, to discontinue the standard HomePod to focus exclusively on the HomePod Mini. And this was reported actually through TechCrunch. Now, the, the HomePod was introduced four years ago. You actually can go back to some of my episodes, uh, the early episodes in, the I think of like think, episode 30 or the, uh, my previous ho- uh, co-host, uh, remembering that I bought the HomePod for the first time and then declared that I returned it five days later because I wasn't impressed, but then if I look up up above me, I have like one behind me and I have one above me and have a pair now. So, so I did, uh, I drank, I drank I've already been drinking the apple Kool-Aid for a long time. So I did give in, but I can't believe it's been, I'm, I'm probably almost f- five years now because I think it was 2016 when the, when the HomePod first came out. Um, and originally, the pricing was high. It was three hundred fifty dollars. I think I, I I think I paid the full price on the first one, but then they had they they started having pricing. that started dropping. They dropped it at two ninety nine. But then during Christmas time, they would have the pricing down to one ninety nine. So then I ended up uh, picking up um, uh, picking up the second one and got a much better price on it. Um, the HomePod Mini does offer a lot of the features that the HomePod does, and, but it's smaller. It's less expensive, and that, I think Apple saw that. You know, and I've got some HomePod. I have a HomePod Mini here as well as the HomePod, of course I do. Uh, and uh, and I yeah, think right, the yeah, sound quality, yeah, and the sound quality was was very good. And many there were many reviews, as I remember, uh, not too long ago, that the that the it, it, it was pretty amazing sound quality for its relative relative to its size. Uh, I mean, it doesn't match the the, the sound with the with the subwoofers and 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 the bigger speakers that the HomePod has but uh, it does feature a lot of this stuff with the Siri integration, the Apple music support and the home kit controls. Um, but Apple did uh, uh, provide a statement and confirmed that this is, uh, this is the, in fact, the the case Yeah, the home Pie mini did uh, was released back in the fall of 2020. Um, so, uh, so it was, uh, and uh, it's definitely interesting. And of course you're already starting to see everything's out of stock. Everybody's buying them up like crazy and uh, thinking that, that this is going to be a thing, but I, uh, I guess the debate is, and what on what your thoughts are on this is. Uh, I've been having discussions with our podcast, on uh, other podcasts. Uh, it, do you think it was a smart thing? Do you think Do you think Apple is going to just abandon and stick with the mini, or do you think they're they're looking at the future to see if something is going to happen? You know, uh, uh, with a bigger speaker.
1: You know, I, I don't. I've got so many feelings about this. Um, you know, this isn't the first time that Apple has discontinued a product. You know, so I think I think from a, I, th- I think from a support perspective, I'm not concerned about supports and updates. You know, they, they made some changes to uh, the HomePod software last year that will yeah. probably extend the time that they can service and support the HomePod. So I'm really right. happy to happy about that. That's the first thing. Second thing is I. I to to your point, the HomePod Mini is really good, but it doesn't have the volume, the bass, the power of the original HomePod. And I love my HomePod; I use it every every single day. Yeah. So I'm curious to see is is are they seeing something in the market that just says, "Hey, we're investing too much money and time and and resources in this for something that's that's a dwindling market." I mean, I see people in their homes with their AirPods on. You know what I mean? So it's like, is it going yeah. the way of other things that we traditionally think of with music, where it's like. They're listening to their iPhone or they're listening to their iPad or, or even the, you know, the smaller speakers and, and their competitors like Google and and Amazon. I mean, when you think about what's happening to speakers, a lot of them are getting smaller and smarter. Does the HomePod mini fit that space? And there's just no place and no need or less of a need for a bigger HomePod. For someone, though, that wants to rock it out in my house once in a while, I really want that volume. Is that going to mean that I have to have multiple HomePod minis? We'll have to see. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's not a lot of alternatives out there that I am interested in, enough in to invest that type of money in a larger speaker. I, I If I was going to replace my HomePod today, I'd go with the HomePod Mini. But I, I'm just – I'm very sad and conflicted about it as a general rule. I mean, it, it, it yeah. takes me back to my Hi-Fi days, you know. Did you have the, the iPod That's Hi-Fi? You, you had that? I, I did not, but I had friends who had it and yeah. – um
0: if we were we and I, and I remember when when that <laughs> if you recall Steve Jobs made the comment, I'm gonna sell off my entire home theater. What do I need that for? This thing sounds amazing. And it sounded like Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and and and
1: the most awkward thing was it was this massive speaker that had a little
0: tiny yeah. iPod
1: in it, right? yeah. <laughs> It just it was I'm surprised, it was it was massive. And
0: I'm surprised you didn't mention yeah. Sonos. I was I was waiting to see if you had mentioned Sonos. Sonos is uh is by far the the what one of the most one of the more popular speaker companies out there i have as i mentioned many times i have the sonos move as a as a, as a work anniversary present i love that thing it, it some of the things that the sonos move has that the home pod doesn't have is the sonos move is on a battery it's portable it, it it's heavy it's very heavy uh but um it does uh, have some pretty incredible sound but it's not only bluetooth it's also um it's also networked uh over the network home pods have to be plugged in There's, and that's the mini as well so they're not portable uh, but uh, you know sonos came up with a, a pretty pretty amazing product when the Sonos move much more expensive it, I mean when at full price 399 dollars um, but uh, but it's impressive how they've done that as well as they've got their own app that does a lot of uh, integration to that speaker you could get a second move and create a pair my home pods have are in a pair and that one and in fact I uh, but I'll, go, I'll talk about the pair in a minute but, uh, but you know, the Sonos One, the Sonos Moves, all, all great speakers. I know Sonos has also had already uh, announced they're coming out with a portable speaker. It's going to be like around $169. That's Bluetooth. It's supposed to have some impre- pretty incredible sound. So, uh, yeah, I'm surprised, surprised that you uh, didn't mention, uh, mention those guys.
1: Well, I, I think what I said was that there wasn't the, – the competition wasn't – Interesting enough to me for the price that it currently is. You know, a Sonos if Sonos decides to go into that space and get with something that's a bit more. I like Sonos. I mean, you know, the fact that it supports AirPlay two makes it a very compelling feature. I think my point though, I think goes back to what I said. We said at the very beginning, happy. If I was going to spend money, and the HomePod Mini was my first choice and I could afford it over the competition. I'm trying to avoid competition in my house and I might as well just get something that just works with, with my integration. Um, sure. Nothing against Sonos. You know what I mean? The other thing is, is that I don't, I don't go outside like to a park district or a forest preserve or something where I'd want to ta- I would need to take music. That's not, that has to be completely portable and self-powered. Right. Yeah. So if I go outside on my deck, I can literally grab my mini plug it in and i'm good to go you know i mean so there's so i have you know i have choices within the scope of how i would use music on the outside or i'm mowing the lawn and i got my airpods in i mean i guess when i think about my use case going outside of the ecosystem with something that's going to be battery powered really isn't a big need for me but sonus is you know sonus has got a place you know i mean and people like them and i'm all
0: for i'm all for them you know granted you know, I got it for free, so I'm not complaining because I wouldn't have bought. I would not. I, I wouldn't have purchased it because it was a it was it was a work anniversary present, so I was able to to, to get one. Uh, but uh, speaking of pairs uh, and doing pairing, um, you, know, you know, you get two HomePods or two HomePod Minis, you can you can put them in pair. Um, the one of the disappointing things was if you are using your Mac and and you know it's part of the whole thing here with uh, with, with with the HomePod and portability here because the HomePod is. Pretty much based on an iOS as far as its uh, uh, as far as its software. So um, it's very disappointing that you could not play music from a Mac in the, on on the pair. It would only go on the left or the right HomePod. Uh, but luckily, beta which uh, Big Sur eleven point three finally and I've been testing it on one of my Macs. Um, it, it it is now finally you're going to be able to play music in pair so you couldn't, you couldn't do that before. So, um, the other cool thing too, is I have the Sonos move. So I now have, I have the capabilities of playing it through all three speakers at once through Apple music. So I can put, you know, I can, you can adjust the volume on, on both of them and then have some pretty incredible sound, uh, through all three. Um, uh, so, uh, so you, so you really get some, some options and that's, what's the great thing about airplay and they're smart with, uh, with that too. But, but, I, uh, I guess in closing with the HomePod, I, I I'm kind of not not at all surprised that Apple had seen seen this. It, I, I they never tell you what their sales are, but I, I would would venture to say they it wasn't a big seller. Um, but I think they'll continue to support it in years to come. I mean they they've, they've, they've they support iPhones for many many years after. I don't see it going anyway anytime soon. I think they'll continue to support it because it basically has the same. Same stuff that the HomePod Mini has. I mean, there's really not much difference uh, in limitations of the hardware. So that they continue, to, they cont- cont- can continue to put software updates to it. So any last, any l- last thoughts on that? Yeah, there's
1: there, there there is some cool things that the Mini does that the HomePod does not do. So it's um, the Mini is right. um, recognizes you walking by with your iPhone, and it. It, ge- it prompts you to control the speaker from your iPhone. So my, I don't know if you if you're aware of this, but like my iPhone mm-hmm. will vibrate when I walk by. It freaks me out every time because right. it does it when I don't want it to, um, or when I, or when it's unexpected. But I love that feature. And the and the old HomePod, the big one, doesn't do that. And I would love that feature for that speaker because when I I, I walk by that speaker in closer proximity less often. So when I do walk over there, it's because I'm going to the home pod. I love that yeah. feature. So there's some cool things that are happening. I hope, I mean, it would be nice to see those updated. We'll see what happens, but, um, but yeah, um, sad, sad for the home pod.
0: Yeah. We'll but see. I think we'll, we'll see how things go. I mean, Apple's surprised us in the, in the past. Well, I still we'll definitely see what happens. So, um, all right, next topic, uh, uh, of course, you, uh, as we will be promoting your, your podcast, your, you have a podcast, uh, Diabetic Savvy and DiabeticSavvy.com. So you you are, uh, uh, I would consider you a subject matter expert in, in, in that, on that topic. And I wanted to talk, touch a little bit about uh, uh, the Apple Watch. And uh, uh, there have been a lot of discussions with the Series 7 model that may be coming out that, that could possibly offer and gain a, a built-in glucose monitor to check blood sugars. Um, I don't know if the existing sixes are going to be able to do that. I'm pretty, think, pretty much thinking it's got to be a hardware update in order for it to do it. Um, there were some, there were some articles. I have a link from uh, back in January that the Nine uh, to Five Mac had talked about uh, that there was a claim, uh, because right now it's lot, very much speculation at this point. That, but uh, I know Tim Cook had been brought that up as you know because now they put the heart monitors and the testing for AFib and all that. You know, why not also, you know, dealing with uh, with uh, measuring uh, blood sugars um, uh, and having a sensor? Um, you know, and they gave good, interesting specs. You know, 10% of all Americans have diabetes, and there's 20, 26, 26 million of them that go undiagnosed. Un- un- and, you know, pe- this Apple Watch has saved a lot of people. They're t- telling them that they've – and it's not, not something to replace your doctor, but it, it, it's been pretty gosh darn accurate when it comes to – uh, and what comes to that, uh, as far as that goes, and you know what, I'd be, I'd be, I, I'd be looking forward to not having to prick your finger every five, every five minutes. I'm, be, I'm exaggerating, but that they have to test, t- test your blood, blood sugars all the time. Whereas this is going to be a, a, as a sensor. So yeah, I'll, go ahead. I'm opening it up to you. What, what, what are your thoughts on this, and where do you think this is going to go, and where do you think Apple's going to really do it?
1: I, I, I think I said to you when we t- we talked about this prior to the show that. It mm-hmm. will not even be a question. Like I will sell off everything I own to buy this watch if that if that's true. Because right okay. now, just out of pocket, I'm spending fifteen hundred dollars a year on continuous glucose monitors. Okay. You know, because I because I don't want to prick my finger. And my my what I I have what's called type two uncontrolled, which means my blood sugar can go really low, can go really high. So right. the CGM that I have is really really critical for me to understand where my blood's going, not just that momentary measurement of a, of a finger prick. So I think I, I would love to see Apple do this. They've made mention of this even in previous years that this is something they're interested in. And there's so many people that this would would benefit. I mean, just to know that you're pre-diabetic is so incredibly powerful, um, and you can do so much from a proactive prevention perspective. It's just it's so it's so important. I, I'm so excited. I have been reluctant to write about this on my own per, on my own site because I don't want to get my hopes up and then be, be crushed sure. by it. Um, I'm really interested to see the technology behind it because everything that that I have read up into this point, you need some sort of a subcutaneous insert into the skin to be able to measure it properly. Boy, mm-hmm. if they can if they can crack that without some sort of a of a flexible needle in your skin like my CGM is, boy, mm-hmm. that would be game changing. I'm just I'm so excited. I'm so so excited.
0: Okay, I'm um, so
1: incredibly excited. I mean, I just I can't stand up about it.
0: So I mean, I guess uh, more to come. There's really a much else we can say about this. Um, other than I just wanted to throw that out there, since you are you are the subject matter expert on this, and uh, um, I'm hoping that that something happens and keeps it. I mean, there there is. I mean, what about some of the other products that are out there for the iPhone right right now? I mean, I know they have the sensors that you could plug into your Lightning port, and that's got the If you put the tab in and and you you still have to prick your finger to get the the measurement, but it it does an automatic reading. I've got a meter that does it for the one touch that automatically sends it over Bluetooth. Um, But uh, what about some of those devices? What what are your uh, thoughts on those that you can currently get?
1: Well, the the two biggest players right now are Abbott's Freestyle Libre, which has a, a continuous sensor that's in, that's embedded in your arm for 14 days. The nice thing about that is it pairs with your phone. The downside is it only pairs with one device. So it's typically your phone. The Dexcom, which is also the other biggest one, they have an a, a watch and an iPhone app as well. The nice thing is, is that those integrate with the health app so you can be incredibly transparent and detailed with your doctor. That's I think the most important part of this is that it's live ongoing information that's being trans- that's being documented and transferred to your devices in a way that you can get to your get them to your doctors and your specialists in a, in, a, in a form that's live and accurate it's not it's not dependent on strictly a momentary bit of data as well as what you're telling your doctor because a lot of times what we tell our doctors and what's really happening can be different things and those differences can be in some cases, life-threatening. So I think as as we continue to integrate more with health app and the opportunity to manage not just diabetes but many other chronic conditions, um, I think I think the integrations are going to become even more important. And and we're going to see hopefully more streamlining of these products. I mean, what what I, what interests me about this particular rumor with with the seven watches, would this eliminate the need for someone like myself who's self-managing diabetes to not mm-hmm. have to buy a continuous glucose monitor? Is the, it, will the data be dependable? And that's what's kind of interesting to me when we talk about sleep data and we talk about um, EKG and uh, the blood oxygen levels. I mean, can we start to really depend on, these, on this data that we're getting from a medicinal and prevention perspective? Okay. That's going to be interesting to see over, over time.
0: All right, great. I appreciate your insights about this. I thought this was an interesting topic. We don't talk about it too often. Yeah, here, I'm incredibly
1: uh, excited about it.
0: Um, uh, and, uh, we'll, yeah, uh, we'll you. definitely keep out, keep, uh, keep our eyes open to, cause let's say it's, it's important to for, there are many folks out there, I'm sure listening that, that, that have to that deal with this. And, uh, it's a, it's a good thing to talk about. So, all right, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, a little more lighter subject here. Um, we've got, um, I got a couple products that I wanted to talk about here. Um, uh, the first one uh, is the, uh, Kensington, you know, big accessories maker. Um, this was uh, this was actually a review on Apple Insider. They uh, came out with a, a Studio Dock. It caters to the, iP- uh, the iPad Pro Pro centric creatives. Um, it was an all in one solution for power users who rely on the iPad Pro to get their work done. It's, it incorporates a magnetic stand, a bevy of ports, and an Apple Watch charger and two Qi two chi chargers, uh, the the wireless charging. Um, uh, Apple seems to be taking the iPad Pro more seriously as uh, as uh, people upgrade it from year to year. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course, they added in 13.04, they added the mouse and trackpad support. I've got the uh, the Magic Keyboard that's got the trackpad built in, which is pretty awesome, uh, that works with this. Um, and you've seen countless USB-C hubs out there, but the, this, the design of this, this dock um, actually is uh, set out to do a lot of uh, uh, support here. Uh, including the Apple Watch charger, an SD card reader, the, the charger itself, it's an iPad Pro stand. A lot to fit in one device. Um, and you, there are two versions, the 11 and 12.9 inch model. Um, and it looks like a pretty cool device. It's got a stand, it stands up, it's called the Studio Dock. Um, and all, you know, makes it a really nice and really nice a stand. And I've tried a bunch of these others, not this one, but, uh, so really can't much I can say other than, uh, that we put the, we put, I put the review of it on the, from, uh, punsider in the show notes. Uh, but you look on the back of, of the device, it's got an ethernet cable, so you can, you know, make it a true out, uh, uh, network device, uh, plus, uh, uh, three USB C, USB, uh, uh, a ports which are three looks like those are 3.1 or 3.0 you got an hdmi connector so you can uh, c- connect directly to it to a monitor as well as it's got the, the power in um that's a 4k hdmi so that's pretty awesome in itself here so it's not a bad looking uh 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 stand here but you know i think i i don't know i haven't seen what the pricing here is um three hundred ninety-nine dollars. Yeah, three ninety-nine is yeah yeah, for the eleven. So it's pricey. So you got to think about how how serious are you with the iPad? Um, So it doesn't sound like this would be something you'd be just going out and buying uh, for what how you use your iPad, right?
1: No, because I use my iPad as my as a as a portable device. I mean, I have been very happy using the uh, using the the standard you know foldable case that apple sells and i just flip it around make it a stand grab my magic keyboard my mouse and i'm totally good to go like i'm i'm completely fine with that now it would be interesting our our friend chris Lolly, he will probably get this and just and totally love it i have to reach i'm sure, and see if yeah. he's, i'm see if he has it yet but yeah. but he he really uses the ipad as his main go-to device i i if I used the iPad as more of my go-to device at home, I could definitely see myself getting this. I still use my my Mac, you know, when I'm at home. so um, and I end up using actually all three devices at the same time simultaneously. So I'm usually writing on my iPad, typing on my my Mac and then using my my phone for other reasons. So until mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I, but I will say that the iPad seems to finally becoming, the true sort of um, anything you want it to be device at any point, whether it's a magazine or uh, a a teleprompter or an input device, or, you know, I mean, it's really sort of becoming that And it's, you know, third parties as well as Apple seem to really be pushing that, that, that idea forward that, Hey, this really can become your next computer. I mean, and there's a lot Mm -hmm. that's happening. I'm very excited to see it.
0: All right. Great. Um, next product that I came across, uh, this is actually from Western Digital. Uh, well, actually, it's Sandisk. Sandisk is owned by Western Digital, so um, they have they've had the Sandisk iExpand drives for for many years. Uh, I think I have an old one somewhere that I had, I had. I actually had one that was like a like almost a rectangle one that's got the little, little cable with the with the lightning on it that I that I got and. Uh, you could plug it right into the Lightning connector on your iPhone, and it was giving you the capabilities based on the OS, allowing you to be able to copy, transfer files. Good opportunity being able, to like the one, you want to back up your photos uh, over a a flash drive type device as opposed to on the cloud as well. As you know, it's not a bad idea to be redundant and backup. So, what they did with this one, this one's almost like the size of a thumb drive, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the previous ones they had were just a, were just a lightning, but then it had a USB, um, uh, USB A USB-A connector on it. Mm-hmm. But what they've done is they've come out with now it's got a USB C and the lightning all in one device. And you flip it over, you got either one. So, technically, you can plug this in your iPad, it's an iPad Pro that has the US, has the Thunderbolt, uh, or, and the, and the lightning would work on, um, older iPads as well as on the, um, on the iPhones um, and it, it's basically two connectors one device but it's a flash drive so it g- gives you the capabilities and then the USB-C of course it will plug in I like, can say you want to plug it into your Mac very easy to do that because it's got mm-hmm. USB-C mm-hmm. easy mm-hmm. way to free up your space on your iPhone as I said being able to to download uh, any of your, uh, your photos uh, or anything um, you could password protect things on this thumb drive so if you wanted to put some security on there it does have that opportunity as well um so pretty cool device and, and and you can put it on a keychain if you want. Very very easy to carry around with you. Um comes in three capacities, 64, 128, and 256. Starts at 44.99. Um it's available on Amazon I'll have the link in the show notes for this. Um and up to 256. I was tempted to look at the, the 256. It's 89.99 for the 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 top end 256. Have you used one have you used any of these types of devices before for your uh, for your backup?
1: I have not used a device like this in some time because I'm so dependent upon the cloud. But I will tell you, though, yeah. that as more and more of these become USB slash um, Thunderbolt compatible, because I have an adapter right now for USB-C and a and Thunderbolt, mm-hmm. um, which you can act- I can actually still charge my iPad using that little adapter, which is great, because sometimes I just don't want to carry more cords. But as they become more, more c- cross-compatible like this, I could definitely see myself doing it because a lot of my files are, oh, I, I was talking about their video files are large, large files. If I can carry those around with me and edit them and, uh, you know, re- download them and manage them anywhere I go, I'm going to need something like this. So I'm really excited about it. I, yeah. I would, I would, the, the one thing that I'm excited about with USB-C is that it's there, there seems to be a much higher adoption rate with USB-C than previous versions. So I'm excited about that. Cause I'll tell you, so many different ports and you know, lightning and Thunderbolt and you know, I mean, just all of these different types of, of of ports make it really, really hard to carry devices like this without some sort of an adapter or dongle. So, I'm really happy to see what SanDisk is doing because it's going to make offlining yeah. or offloading storage a lot easier. So, and the price is right. I mean, it's really. I mean, that's yeah, it's not bad.
0: That's not too bad. I'm tempted. I'm tempted. I'm tempted. But you know, I got so much other stuff in my 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 collection of of technology do do I dare? (laughs) And I think I've got plenty, I mean, I've got plenty of USB-C thumb drives uh, or thumb drives as well as, um, uh, yeah, I have USB-C thumb drives now that I can use for, for the iPhone or the iPad. Um, uh, but, you know, yeah, I don't know if I need it. <laughs> I think I, I I had it in the cart in Amazon. I said, why am I buying this? So I kind of. Yeah. But <laughs> but, f- but for those of you who are who are are in the market looking for a product like that, I think it's a bad idea here. So so let's uh got a few more minutes left here. Let's t- talk about a couple tips here. Uh, first one is uh, it's always interesting to see how uh, on an Apple on the Apple Watch how do you change your passcode? You know, it's always hard to remember sometimes your passcode. I don't I don't remember it uh apple has a feature where um you can set the apple watch so uh, so what happens is uh if your iphone is nearby with your apple watch your your iphone your apple watch will unlock automatically so you don't have Mm -hmm. to worry about putting your passcode in but there's plenty of times where there's you have to put your passcode in so if you because it will prompt if you let's say you have your watch and your phone is somewhere else it may not be synced uh then you have to put your passcode in so uh and uh and it is a four digit code that, that, that's in there, but to do in there, but uh, I wanted to talk about how you actually change it. Um, so the way you do that is you actually press the digital crown on your Apple Watch to access the home screen and you scroll around and then find the settings app. And then you go into the settings app. Uh, there's a choice in there called passcode. And then you go in there, you can actually turn the passcode off, which I don't, we don't, definitely don't recommend. You should keep your Apple Watch secure, especially if you got a lot of health data in there and you don't want to be messing around with that. Uh, so go mm-hmm. in and tap, uh, scroll down in there and, and tap change passcode. And then, of course, just put the passcode in what you want, four digits, um, and then repeat it. And then uh, now you got a pretty easy passcode to put, be to put in there. Um, uh, we, we have a link in shown us OS X Daily, which always has great info about how to know, know about things with Apple. Uh uh, they, they mentioned you know, by default Apple watch uses a four digit passcode which is easier to crack than theres since there' are only about 10,000 possible combinations so you want to make sure you're ensuring maximum security you use a more complex passcode don't do 9999 or two 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 or and those things um, uh, but but of course the iPhone gives you a six digit passcode which that's how I have my iPhone set for 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 passcodes when face ID isn't working so uh, so I thought that was a a uh, uh, a, uh, a decent tip. Um you use the passcode on yours at all?
1: Oh, all the time. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I,
0: I have it set for automatic with the iPhone, so if my iPhone's nearby, then I don't have to worry. It automatically unlocks. So.
1: Correct. Yes, correct. Absolutely. I, I agree, yeah. If, it, if And I have it so it sets up with my Mac as well, so it you know my my Mac unlocks with yeah. my watch. It's all integrated. I love like that. The, absolutely. Best, best way uh, to do I even yeah.
0: forgot about that feature, yeah. If anybody doesn't know this, you can go into your Mac and actually turn it on so... Uh, it gives you the op- the option to uh, uh, to set your Mac so as soon as you get near your your Mac and, and you have your Apple Watch on, it'll automatically unlock. I love that. I love that feature. And, and then apps are adding yeah. that too. One password. Love, love, love the having that. Um, so now what happens is I have one password set up to uh, auto unlock with my Apple Watch. So if I come to it and, I, and it's asking for a password, all I have to do is to, uh, uh, tap the button on the Apple Watch and it'll automatically unlock my uh, unlock the uh, put my passcode in uh, for uh, for my uh, my admin account. So that's why I might have to have to you know, install yeah. something yeah. or whatever. So, but, uh, yeah, that, uh, 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 that is, is a great thing. So, all right. I think we've come close to a close for another session here of our show. I really appreciate everybody being here and listening and uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Okay. That, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS, or you can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others, including Radio.com. You can listen to us on there uh, and many other uh, places uh, on there. But better yet, just go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DaveG65. Davis, thanks so much for being here again. I hope we, I, this, was, this was a blast. Uh, but please tell us, tell everybody about your, uh, your site and where they can find you.
1: Yeah, you can find me. I am all over the web at Diabetic Savvy. So you can find me on all the major social media platforms. I'm on YouTube at Diabetic Savvy with Davis Knight. And there's always my website, which houses our podcast, all of our work, our blog, our videos, our recipes, all that stuff, all the work that we're doing to be advocates in the diabetes space is all there. So come by, visit, subscribe. We'd love to have you. And Dave, as always, it's just, it's such a pleasure to be back. I, I will come back anytime yeah. you need me and, and I love Absolutely. the show and you're doing great work and yeah anytime appreciate anytime that. i come back and support yep you're doing great appreciate, job.
0: appreciate that appreciate that and hope uh, everybody enjoyed the show this week uh, as as much as we did uh uh give, giving you all this great information uh thanks for listening everybody and we'll talk again soon